The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is resurrection, came forward. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. A question for all of us to just turn over in our hearts this morning and hopefully just carry it into the rest of our week. And it's this. What do you desire in your heart? What have you desired in your heart through, say, the past week? For sure your heart's desired things that are good. Take a moment to recollect that desire. I don't know the desires of your hearts. I don't know. If I were to speak to each of you individually, if I had the grace to bilocate, trilocate, quadruple locate, whatever, and speak to everybody walking out, which would be an immense gift. I'm sure if I knew and were able to talk to you about maybe your state of life, I can make an educated guess of what might be some of your desires. For instance, if you happen to be a single young adult that just graduated from school and have landed your first job in Charlotte, are doing exceedingly well, are really happy in your, worth, in your workplace, you may be here this morning with a desire in your heart to want to know what your call is in life. In other words, who might you meet that you could marry if that's your call? Will I meet that person? And you are positioning yourself for opportunity here, maybe involved in the young adult community. You may be someone here today that has a desire in your heart, a desire that's kind of hard, that kind of stings, and you're trying to understand how to, how to present that to the Lord. But maybe your desire is, maybe your desire is that you got news of an illness that you have. And maybe there's someone here with us today at Mass who got news of a terminal illness that they have. Or you know a family member or a friend or someone who's battling that and your desire is healing. Your desire is healing. Maybe you're here a widower or a widower 
And in this month, there's a, a sense as, as if part of your heart has been taken away from you, and that's your spouse who you love. And maybe your desire is in a card form with not just a name that's just written down, but a name that has been written in heaven that's placed in one of these gold bowls. And your desire to hear you, feel your heart be touched by God and through receiving our Lord to be able to give your spouse who has gone to meet our Lord a hug. Maybe your desire is a good desire, the desire of a, of, a, of, a, of a parent parenting their child at whatever age. Maybe your child is off at school or working a job in another town or another country. Or maybe like the parent that came up to me before Mass and grabbed me in the chapel, so enthusiastic. Father, Father, we just had our first child. She's coming to Mass this morning for the first time. We're presenting, them, presenting her to the Lord in the temple. Would you bless her? Aftermath. It's a, it, it's a desire to present your children and give them to God. Maybe you're a, you're a child, you're a young person, like the one at 7.30 a.m. Mass that was there, 7.30 a.m. Mass, kind of doing his eyes like this, and he was there earlier. And I went up to him and I said, man, you get five stars. And the mom kind of smiled and says, yeah, he's got a soccer game today, but he's here early for Mass. And maybe your desire is to run out and play and to go and do, and, and to do all that awesome stuff that God wants to do with you. That this isn't just like one moment of coming in and God's in his little box, in his little box in the church. We come in and we do the, do the God thing for an hour and we kind of do that because that's the desire of my parents. No, God, I don't know the desire of your hearts. But I know Jesus knows the desire of your hearts and mine. He knows our hearts. And we can make, by coming to know him through his living word, what he did for us in all humanity, we can make an educated guess of what the desire is of his sacred heart that he has in heaven. This is what he desires. He desires you and me and everyone with him in heaven. There's a little girl came running, running up to me right before I came in for Mass. Sometimes, you know, I know I'm a distracted squirrel and I get a little distracted. She comes running up right before Mass and I'm like, I, I, I listen to the Holy Spirit for those moments. And she comes up and it was a Holy Spirit moment. It was a little girl. She was like, you know, hi, Father. But she had a, and I don't want to sing the wear out, but I am. I won't say her name, but she had a beautiful little glittery red heart. And I turned to the ushers and I said, look at that beautiful heart, look at that heart, look at that heart. But if we look at a heart, like a beautiful heart, you see people do all this stuff, however they do it, like, you know, heart me or this or whatever motion. But when you, when you see a heart, a heart that's even drawn, it's not a perfect circle. It's not, it's, it's like it's missing something. You know what I mean? Like a little chunk out of it, like a little, just a teeny weeny little pieces out of it, right? Out of the heart. You know, like Valentine's Day, you get the be mine. Jesus is looking at all of us and says, you are mine. We are his Valentine. And so that heart is incomplete because a piece of our heart, a piece of all of our hearts and the hearts of every human being is in heaven with Jesus. And he wants to complete that joy like we said in the responsorial psalm. When your glory comes, you will complete it, Lord. You will fulfill it because our hearts will be united to his heart. And our hearts will be complete. 
We see in the gospel today, Jesus' desire for the hearts, even of those Sadducees. When we read the scriptures and we see there's always a certain degree of tension. What's he doing eating with those sinners? What's he doing going after those people? What's he doing with Zacchaeus? He's a tax collector. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. We see the Pharisees coming around saying their stuff. And they were the Pharisees in the time of Jesus were the pure. They were the ones who did everything right. They were the ones when you watch scripture that are nitpicking over. Your, your apostles are picking the grains. They're doing this and that. They were making sure everybody did everything legalistically right. But lost the sense of relationship in all that. The Sadducees, knowing the time of Jesus, the Sadducees were the ones who the Pharisees would have looked at and others would have looked at in a way, in a disgusting way, because they were the ones that they looked at and they're like, they're the ones who sold them out and sold their faith out for the Romans. They sold it out. They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe their whole life is just what happens here on earth. If you don't have leprosy, you're blessed by God. If you're blessed with many material things, you're blessed by God. If you have an illness, you're not blessed by God. You or your parents did something wrong. You're not blessed. But Jesus wanted to shower his blessing on everyone. On everyone. When we look at the book of Maccabees, Right? We see, my brothers and sisters Christ, we see the desire raised up in those young men to say, I got it. Do what you want with me. But what I desire, what I desire most is eternal life. I desire God. That's the desire that God put in my heart. That's the desire that God's put in everyone's heart to live forever and ever and ever. And to have all those joys be compounded in one moment of joy, everything at the resurrection, at the life in heaven, that our joy will be complete. I don't think the young men in Maccabees just arrived to that moment and received a grace to do that. I believe the way that they lived their life and their prayer and their looking up to heaven, and it even says when you read that in the Old Testament, their mother tells them, sons, look at heaven and look at earth. Look at all that God created. So their mother and their father would have been praying to him in a way and saying, look how good God is. How much he loves us. And they were willing to give witness to that. Paul, in writing those Thessalonians in that second reading, he's saying, encourage yourself. Let God encourage your hearts in the hope. In the hope of what? In the hope of where we're going. Those first Christians' life was hard. They had many desires in their hearts. But ultimately, those first Christians were stirring up constantly through their prayer, through their time of worship together as a community, through their encouraging each other out in their places of work and in their neighborhoods and in the activities they had. They were constantly looking to stir that desire, stir that desire to know that we're, 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 we came from somewhere and we're going somewhere. And let's do everything we can to stir that desire in others, to let them know God has a plan and there's life after this life. St. Paul said so beautifully in Scripture. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor does the heart of man, boy, girl, woman have any idea what God has in store for those who love him. That desire. 
just a brief story of a priest in France who sensed the call and had that desire. And he gets off the train in a town called Ars. And he didn't know where to go to get to that first assignment, a small little chapel church. But he knew the love of God was moving him there. And he meets this boy that's just playing on the side near the train tracks. And he said, son, can you show me the way to Ars? To the town. I'm supposed to go there. I'm going to be in the new priest there. And the boy goes, oh yeah, everybody knows that. It's right up over that hill. Just take that path and you'll get right over there. And he looks at him with a smile and says, thank you. Thank you for showing me how to get to Ars. I'm going to do my best with the help of God's grace to show you how to get to heaven. And to this day, there's a statue in that, outside that town near that train station of St. John Vianney with a boy at his side, both of them looking up, and he's pointing to heaven. My brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the immense gift of our calling as followers of Jesus Christ. To look up. To look up to heaven. To know where we're going. And by the way we live, with the help of God's grace, point others that way. Point others that way. Because deep down in the recesses of every human heart, there's that desire to live forever. Amen.